episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk and hardcore bands like Smoke or Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Stretch Armstrong, The Darling Fire and many many more. It's not complicated, all the bands on Iodine Recordings are a great fit on this podcast and the label is run by great humans with good values. If you're a vinyl lover like I am, check their selection of gorgeous colored LPs. Thank you so much, Iodine, for supporting this podcast. Check the show notes or visit iodinerecords.com and enjoy this episode. Hello, punk rockers. Salut les punk. Welcome to another episode of the Punk Rocket Show. My name is Emily. I live in Quebec City in Canada. I'm French-Canadian, that's why I have this accent and my English sucks sometimes. And I'm happy to be your host. But you know, punk rock has only one language and it's love. <laughs> Today my guest is the amazing, legendary Jason Cruz of Strung Out and Jason Cruz and Hall. We had a great conversation and we focused more on the new upcoming album of Jason Cruz and Hall. I'm also gonna make a repunkmentation for a great band I discovered this week called Bridge the Gap from the US. They are really good. I hope you're ready for episode 97 because it's starting now. Hello, sweet punk rock people. I hope you are doing great today. I'm good. It's um, Sunday morning. I'm recording this episode after I had a good weekend. On Friday night, I went to the Acoustic Fest here in Quebec City. I had so much fun with tons of friends from the local scene. I had the chance to see Dennis Jaggard of 10 Football doing a great solo set. He's an incredible musician, great human. I had I had fun to talk with him too. And oh, by the way, uh, you should check like two episodes ago because he was my guest uh, on the podcast. Also, my friends from The Options were headlining the show. They are a great acoustic duet, but sometimes they are a trio. And that was the case for the Acoustic Fest because my good friend Valérie Morin was playing piano with them. She's incredible. She's a huge inspiration for me. On top of being my good, good friend... I also had the chance to see some other acoustic bands and artists. XX Miles from Setil was opening the night. He has an incredible voice. It was great. Uh, then, as one man from La Baie in Saguenay-Lac-Saint-Jean. <laughs> they play a great acoustic set too as a trio. And I don't know if you know the acoustic band The Matchup from Sainte-Thérèse, close to Montreal. There usually are a duet, but Berger was playing a solo set and he had a guest on the stage, Gilbert Valerand, who was also playing piano. So I think it's really fun because I love to, to play piano too and a lot of projects incorporate piano in their songs and I think it's really good especially for acoustic projects and oh the crowd was so on fire like <laughs> people were jumping on stage singing along with the bands uh, I did a featuring also with The Options because I I sing on one of their songs called Kings and Queens so yeah it was a really heartwarming night for me And like I said, today is Sunday for me at the time I'm recording this episode and I'm having a big punk rock and music day. So I'm recording this podcast. I have to choose some repunkmentations for our weekly playlist because every Sunday I'm live on Facebook and Instagram and I'm shooting some repunkmentations and people are making requests and I'm recording all of this for my weekly radio show in Quebec City on CHYZ 94.3 called Punk Detente. Every Sunday at 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time. So I'm going to spend some time just to listen to some bands that submitted their songs. I love to do that. I'm having a coffee and I'm enjoying discovering some bands from all around the world. 
And I have to rush all of this because this afternoon I'm having a special activity. <laughs> I'm going to a very nice venue in Quebec for an afternoon show. Um, okay, so it's the Quebec Symphonic Orchestra doing a special solar system show. <laughs> in collaboration with a great TV show for kids and teenagers. And originally, I was supposed to go there with my goddaughter, Lily, because she's really into space and the universe and into music, just like me. So <laughs> we are a great goddaughter, godmother match together because of this. But she's having a dance competition today, so she can't come with me. So I think I'll go alone. And even if the target ages are... 8 to 13 years old, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna love to watch images of the solar system planets while listening to some classical music. Oh, it's gonna be epic. I'm very excited. Something else I'm very, very excited about is to attend to some great shows this summer. You know what? I'm gonna watch Bad Religion twice this summer in July and August for Festival d'été de Québec and Rock La Cause. It's insane. The FAQ, Festival d'été de Québec programmation is insane. So yeah, I'm gonna watch Bad Religion, but also Green Day for the first time of my life. Finally. Ah, I'm so excited. Oh, oh you know what? On that day, I think it's on July 17th, something like that. I'm playing a show myself with my band, 50 Shades of Punk Rock. We are playing acoustic cover, punk rock covers. And so we're having a show at like 1 hour 30 from Quebec City. So I was like, I can't believe I'm going to miss that show, that Bad Religion show, why? because I have to play Bad Religion's covers. <laughs> But I remembered that it's a PM show, so we're playing at 1 PM. So we're definitely going to have time, my friend Simon and I, to, <laughs> to go and rush to the, the show. And yeah, this festival line lineup is great. I'll have the chance also to see you. Streetline Manifesto, Mustard Plug, a lot of local bands. Uh, oh yeah, Mobina Galore, Foo Fighters, Weezer, Protest the Hero, a lot of great bands. It's, I think I'm gonna take my week off for that festival. I also considered to buy a ticket to go to see Social Distortion in Montreal, but um, I finally decided not to because it's like $75 for a ticket and I heard like pretty bad comments about their their latest shows their most recent shows, people were saying that they were kind of boring with, with not the best attitude. So if they were playing in Quebec, in Quebec City, I would, I would have bought a ticket for sure. But, you know, going to Montreal means I need to rent a hotel room, uh, take a train or a bus. So yeah, it's kind of expensive. And even if I really want to see them eventually, I decided not to buy this ticket. Yeah. That's it. We have to make choices sometimes. Okay, before we dive into this episode, I just want to say a quick words about our sponsor, Iodine Recordings. They released the second pressing for the album Slip from Quicksand. Don't miss the chance to grab a copy. And also, if you like very, very heavy, heavy hardcore music, they will release gorgeous LPs for the band Jerome's Dream. And for their album, The Great In Between, it's going to be released on May 5th. My repunkmentation for today for you is for the band Bridge the Gap from the US. I discovered them very recently because my friend Anthony of People of Punk Rock gave me a beautiful vinyl for their album Secret Combinations combinations with a K and it's their debut album they are playing loud skate punk music kind of heavy and of course the album sounds great because they worked with the blasting room let's listen to their song over the target Get in there 
listen to the conversation I had with Jason Cruz, a frontman of Strung Out, and Jason Cruz and Hall. So, yeah, like I told you in the introduction, we mostly talked about the new Hall album. It's called Wolves, and it's going to be released on April 7th. Spoiler, it's really, really, really good. Jason and I also talked about songwriting in general, about the crowd differences between a strung out show and a howl show. We talked about touring, about some specific strung out songs that I really like. And I asked him some of your questions. I hope you're going to enjoy this conversation. Recording in progress. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. And you Oh, you're having your guitar. Nice. Yeah. Are you are you in Canada? Yes, I'm in Canada. I'm in Quebec. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Where are you on this crazy planet? It's always the first question I ask. <laughs> I'm in Ventura, California, on the complete opposite end of the continent. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, exactly. But you're from Simi? Is it how you pronounce it? Simi? Simi? Yeah, Simi is a small little suburban town about 30 miles north of here. So, um, yeah, not too far. Oh, okay. So you're in California. So for you, it's like 4 p.m. end of the afternoon. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, I appreciate you taking the time. Good. I'm happy you're having your guitar or something. What, what do you... Can you show me what you have in your hand? Oh, just... Oh, wow. Yeah, I gotta have something in my hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I thought you would start a song right away at the beginning of the interview. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I, I should have. That would have been an awesome entrance. Oh, yeah. An exclusive acoustic song from your the, right? new, the new album. <laughs> so, I did not want to impose. Oh, no. I think the listener would have been happy, but maybe another time. That's fine. Okay. So, um, first, thank you. And I have a, I wanted to focus today on the new album of Jason Cruz and Hall. But I have also some questions from the listeners and it can be about strung out too. So is it okay with you? Absolutely. All right. So first, I want to know, uh, how did you start this project, uh, Jason Cruz and Hall, uh, on top of strung out? Because strung out is still very active, always been. So just tell me how, how, how it started. Um, well, Strung has always been very aggressive and very loud and uh, abrasive, you know, that, that's our thing. And uh, I guess I wanted to do something that was a little bit more, uh, that drew people in a little bit more. Mm -hmm. That was maybe um, that um, kind of uh, let people come to me as opposed to playing at people. Mm. And uh, I grew up in the desert uh, when I was a kid. I lived in the desert for a few years. So I always had this desert uh, aesthetic um about yeah. the things that I write about and the things that I paint. And so it kind of just was like a natural thing that I have inside of me. Oh, that's great. And I mean, it's it's not a secret that you have a very unique voice. Uh, so I, I wonder if it was also to explore your voice in another way. You know, I, people, um, yeah, you know, that's always a, a thing as when you're a musician, or you know, you want to like, explore what you're capable of but at the same time um you want to you have something inside of you that you know that you have to express mm -hmm. you know what i mean so um i guess it's a combination of knowing what i was capable of and exploring at the same time yeah yeah, yeah. because sometimes we start other projects because we want to explore like a, another genre or maybe it's about our voice or our instrument you just want to try something else so that's why i and wonder. punk rock is like Like I grew up with punk rock and SST records and uh, uh, primarily SST records was so there's so much variety, you know, between like Dinosaur Jr. and Black Flag mm -hmm. and then Firehose, you know, and Big Drill Car, like all these bands. And then there's Cruise Records. So all these bands, uh, the Minutemen, they, 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 you couldn't put your finger on what punk rock was. It was just an attitude or a feeling, you yeah. know what I mean? And I, I feel like Everything I do is going to have some kind of uh, punk, uh, uh, a spirit of punk rock to it in some way, I guess. Oh, yeah. And who are you working with in the band or around the band? I mean, Jason Cruz and Hall. And how? Yeah. I got a great group of guys with me. Uh, my, my drummer, Chris Como, has uh, been with me since the beginning. Um, uh, Chad Cool and Gosley and mm -hmm. uh, Jason Nielsen, both from Above the Noise. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry. So, yeah, I got a great group of guys with me. Oh, yeah. Good. And I, I wonder how is different to play 
Uh, how different is the crowd uh, when you play with Strong Al uh, and versus uh, the Hal? Uh, the crowd's like this big when I play with Hal. <laughs> <laughs> because I guess it's, I mean, because you're in Strong Al, it definitely attracts people in this crowd but i wonder at shows is it like do you feel a different uh, different vibe and i wonder <laughs> yeah you know it's a, people are still tripping out on it they come i don't know what they maybe they expect because it's such a different vibe than strung out so i think it's still we're still in that stages where people are like kind of getting used to it like whoa what is this you know mm. so you get the people kind of like looking at me like uh this is kind of i think this i think i like this and it takes a while for it to sink in so I, I don't mind that. Like, that's the whole reason I do this is to, you know, throw a curveball every once in a while. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I like this to be a little bit more uh, vibey, you know, yeah. turn the lights down low a little bit oh. and uh, have a few drinks, smoke something and and just chill. You know, um, I think that's the whole point of this project. Yeah, I always wonder when you're in a pretty big band, if you crave some intimate shows sometimes, because you're, you're playing big festivals with Strung Out and big venues, uh, smaller venues sometimes, but like, I wonder if it's something musician can crave. <laughs> Just, oh, I feel like... Yeah, you know, and I want to do something sexy, something that like uh, makes people dance a little bit instead of slamming into each other, you know? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
um, music uh, expecting this kind of vibe live or is it just happen and you're just happy to see that this is the result? Or do you have in mind, do you picture yourself playing the songs live when you're writing? You know, it? that's interesting. Um, that's a good question. I When I write a song, I think of how I want the, he the crowd to bob their head. You know, like the beat is always kind of like the first thing, like what kind of beat, what kind of rhythm are we going to go for here? You know, mm -hmm. and I, to me, that's always my first oh. um, instinct when it comes to writing a song is what kind of rhythm do I want? What kind of how do I want the crowd to react to this? Do I want them to pogo? Do I want them to slam? Do I want to break shit? Or do I want them to sway? Do I want them to, you know, like, you know, uh, I think that's definitely a. My first instinct, yes, for sure. Yeah, because we always say, oh, we should write songs for us and for what we want, what we want to say. But sometimes I think it's okay to think about the crowd and the, the vibe we want to bring live. Yeah, because the music is not, it's, it's, it's not yours. You know what I mean? It's not yours. Like you're, you're arrogant to think that it's yours. It's, it's not, they're not your chords. They're not your notes. It's not, your, it's not even your guitar. It's going to be, you know, the, uh, music is, it's like air. And all you're doing is just breathing it in and breathing it out. Mm -hmm. You know what oh, I mean? Nice. So um, I, I always, you, you, you want to make a connection or otherwise you're self-indulgent and that's not fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I see that with Strung Out, uh, you are, especially you, uh, you're connecting with the fan a lot. Like I have a lot of listeners talking to me about you specifically. So yeah, I think it, it shows I right. think I'm just like them. I'm, I, I, I wasn't a musician when I joined Strung Out. I was just a guy that loved music. And mm -hmm. then I became a musician afterwards. So I think I still have that, like, I'm just a guy. I'm like them up there. I'm just a guy that happened to jump on stage and be singing in, a, in the microphone, you know? Yeah. And that, I'm, I'm like on the journey with them. Mm -hmm. It's fun because I all, when I have a guest, I always... Uh, do an Instagram post and say, do you have any questions? And I got like five people send me pictures with you. <laughs> and like, he's such a great guy. Uh, so fun to talk to. And they sent me picture with you like selfies. And <laughs> it was really fun. Probably sweaty. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the punk vibe. It's great. Um, is it important to for musicians? Do you think that musicians should explore other genres in general? I mean, like you do it, but do you do you think that punk rock musicians especially should? I think that you should do whatever you want to do. It's yeah. freedom. Music is freedom. You know, like I said, everything I do, if I did a polka record tomorrow, it would still have that attitude that I have. You know, like there's an underlying attitude that that I have in everything that I do and my mm -hmm. painting, everything I create, you yeah. know, it's from me. You know what I mean? Even no matter how weird it is. And I, I think just because I let it, it's natural to me, whatever I do comes natural. I'm not forcing anything. And I think as long as you're not forcing anything and trying to be, uh, I don't know, as long as it just comes from your heart and it's natural, then do whatever, you know, you should do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and punk, punk musicians are so, such great musicians, you know? Yeah. They're really great. And, um, I think it's important to like, uh, the, it's you're, you're, you're contributing to the punk scene. You're contributing to punk rock. You're contributing to the culture of it when you do things that are a little bit different. And I think that's very important mm -hmm. instead of always taking from it and doing what else, you know, doing what everybody else has already done. It's important to take risks and oh. contribute something to it. I love the contribution, contribution aspect of what you just said. How did you, no, how did you knew back in the days that you wanted to contribute to the scene? What was your moment that you knew you had to start a band, get involved in the scene? In punk rock, it's yeah, out. Yeah, I, you know, it was the love of music and the accessibility of punk rock. Punk rock was accessible, and like I said before, it didn't. You you could you could be in a, a country band and be punk rock, like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. social distortion is basically a, a plugged in country band, you know, like you could do, there, there's freedom to it. Mm -hmm. And as long as I'm playing music, I will represent that freedom. You know, there's no rules to it. And I think that that's what, that's what I, uh, that's what I love about it the most. And that's what drew me to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that you mentioned. I, I, I resent the uniform of punk rock. You know, like I always, I always find myself, 
I push away from like expectation or what people think punk rock is or what punk rock looks like or sounds like. That's when like I get, I get a, that's when I get like a, I get a little bit of, I start pushing back when I, when I feel like there's that expectation oh, yeah. about punk rock. Yeah. We need to break this, the, the labels and stuff. Yeah. It happens naturally as you get older, you stop caring about stuff so much. Exactly. That's why I think, Um, punk rock is not just for youth. I used to think that when I was younger, like it's just for, you know, like when you get old, you're not punk rock anymore, but punk rockers grow up mm-hmm. and you could still be anti-establishment and anti whatever or pro or whatever, but you come from a, a different position that I think still needs to be heard, uh, you know, of experience and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And w- what were your first folk influences back in the days? Well, because Definitely, you probably like this genre since a long time, I guess. Like old country oh, music, like yeah, George country. Jones. George Jones was huge with me. Like uh, Hank Williams, Bob Dylan. Oh. Um, a lot of Johnny Cash. You know, a lot of the old just American masters, you know. But a lot of old country music. I think I, I grew up on that a lot. My mom used to go to this old swap meet in the desert and drink. And we used to just sit there and listen to country music in the dirt. And I think that left a huge impression on me. You know, oh. I hated it at the time, but um, it's just like punk, you know, it's roots, it's American root music. Yeah. Oh, I love that you, you associate a, a landscape, like, <laughs> like the desert with the music. I think it's great. That's what, you know, that's where we go. You got to draw, you got to draw from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to release the new album in April. Uh, it's got, it's called Wolves. Uh, and you released already two singles, Good Hands and Low Rider. What made you choose to release those, uh, those songs first? I see that they are very different. So yeah, I think it was a, a plan thing because the record is so different. Those songs, I think, encapsulate like the both ends of the spectrum. You know, they're slow yeah. and low, kind of grooving, smoke a joint, you know, and chill <laughs> while you're driving, and then kind of a little bit more up tempo, rock and roll. So I think that covers cover. If you can, if you can get behind both those songs, and you'll you'll dig the record. Exactly. Yeah, I had the chance to listen to it, so I'm, I was happy about that, and that's how that's what I felt like. Yeah, definitely. Those two songs are very representative. Representative. Sorry, my English is weird, but yeah. No, your English is fine. <laughs> so cool. I'm glad. Cool. I hope you liked it. Yeah, yeah, very much. So, and I wanted to know the the story about the song um, "Firstborn Son." I really liked it, and I wanted to know what's the story behind it. Um, you know, I'm still trying to. You know, sometimes I write stuff, and it doesn't. I don't understand what it is until maybe a year after, or you know, like it's so oh, uh, reactionary. Wow. I think that song's mostly just about. Uh, Instead of pointing your finger at everything that's wrong and who did this and who did that and who's responsible for what, just kind of taking responsibility for like, I'm the reason the world's so fucked. I'm like no different than anybody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> I as like much that. as, uh, as much as I want to like say I'm part of the solution or advocate this, that where there's no escaping the fact that we're on a, we're all damned kind of deal and we're all to blame. Wow. Two things very interesting that I want to know more about with, with what you just said. Uh, you still don't know what the song means. I think it's so interesting because I, I'm trying to write songs myself and I think I overthink so much of yeah. what will be the meaning. Uh, is, will people understand the meaning? But what you say is that sometimes you don't know, but it has to, you just spread something and then it makes sense later. I think it's I think you just changed my life for real. <laughs> you, you know, I, I learned a long time ago to not hold the, the steering wheel so tight. Let go of the wheel. And it doesn't matter. Uh, you Try not to explain everything, every little thing. Like, leave mystery. Leave a little bit of mystique so people can, like, fill in the blanks themselves. Because if you make it too much about you, then people are not going to be able to relate to it. So mm. you have to, like, kind of be a little mis- mysterious about it, you know? And um, like I said, songs aren't yours. They're, you're just using the air to pass along a message. And that's all you're doing is passing along a message. So that's my advice to anybody that overthinks because I'm the classic oh, overthinker. Shit. Oh, really? <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it simple. 
The simpler, the better, because overthinkers will complicate everything. So when you dumb down oh, yeah. uh, a shredder or an overthinker, that's when you get this good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to think. I need to stop thinking, but think about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. And you said we're not different than any uh, anyone else. So I like that. Uh, how did you, did you say that? You said that in a very great way. Uh, you're the problem. No, I don't know. How do you said that? I don't remember. I just <laughs> spewed out this okay. See, I don't, I don't even know. I'll rewind it later okay. and uh, I'll check. <laughs> and I'll quote this for sure <laughs> for the show. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, what about the lyrics in general? So uh, do you have other songs that made sense right away? And then, or it's all like like what you just said, like, oh, it, it's going to make sense later. Or do you have songs that it was totally different? Yeah, when I lost, I lost a couple friends in my life, and I sat down and wrote a song about them. Mm. And I knew exactly what I was trying to say, and maybe I was being a little—I mm. didn't think about it. It's right; it was natural, you know. I didn't think about it, and they came out beautiful. They weren't overthought, and I guess my whole point is try not to, you know, like I, like I said, mm-hmm. you've you've experienced things and you've gone through that. You've gone through the situation. You've gone through your life. All that's yeah. inside of you now. Just let it out. You know what I mean? Don't even, don't even try to think about it. You know, when you just be, then it comes out so beautiful and natural, you know, I guess uh, if that makes any sense to you, you know, yeah, like you've lived, you've lived these experiences, you've done the work already. There's no sense in like making the song even more work. Mm -hmm. Just, just let it flow. You know what? My favorite strung out song is mine of my own. And I feel like that's how maybe you I don't know. I'm I'm not in your head, but maybe you wrote it that way. Like, just you, I feel like you let it out something like a situation, and that's a good song. That was a Jim Cherry wrote that song. Oh, and that was the first song he taught me how to write a song. Oh. that's why "Mind of My Own" was such an important song to me because he was the first guy that sat down with me and with a guitar and taught me how to write a song. And all these things I'm telling you, we had these conversations already. Really? With, you know. And we used to think punk rock was like uh, like the United Nations, like punk rock was going to save the world, you know? Like we were so idealistic and we used to talk about lyrics. And it's funny, whenever I talk to Canadians, I love Canadians because they always care about the lyrics. Yeah, they I do. always care about I lyrics. I do so much, all my guests, and I know it can seem like a generic question, and it, it is at some point, but I really, I'm very interested by lyrics nothing all, about what you asked is generic no there's nothing generic about you or the questions that you asked they're so sincere and rad and mm-hmm. i always enjoy and i don't want to like pigeonhole canadians but i always have the greatest conversations with canadians oh. about lyrics it's cool yeah i mean, i think we want to know what you had in mind and what you want to spread as a message or just as a personal experience and Some I have some very personal questions from the listener for you, uh, and I think we. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. You'll see. It's it's fine. It's soft. <laughs> But like, yeah, we want to know what musicians has to say and what they think and why they wrote this song, especially when it resonates with with us. But do you? Yeah, that's nice. Do, are you talking about Canadians in general or French Canadians, Quebecois? As, do you see the difference? Or? <laughs> That's a Canadian question right there, too. I think Canadians in general. Um, I think, um, I don't know what it is. I, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I don't know what it is. But I've, like I said, I've had some of my most wonderful conversations were with people from Canada over lyrics. And mm-hmm. it's always been Canada. Nice. Yeah. We'll take the, I think it's a compliment. We want to know about, it's a great about your brain. <laughs> So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, Mind of My Own, I covered this song with my band and it's such a, I don't know, I feel it, like it's so good. It's, I feel like it Yeah, was, it's sincere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Uh, so, um, are you gonna tour for the, the album with, with Hall? Um, what, what's your plan? I think you have some release shows coming soon. Yeah, I got some shows coming up. Um, I got, I'm writing a strong out record right now too. So oh. as soon as I'm done with that, then touring for all this stuff starts. Um, everybody in Howell is a dad. So we're on the full dad schedule and, uh, 
we'll get there eventually. I'd love to come to, to Eastern Canada. I think people would appreciate it. I've always wanted to do an art show in mm-hmm. Eastern Canada as well. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's so much um, culture and vibe in that part of the, the world. Mm-hmm. Um, with the graffiti art and the the oil yeah. painting, and so I'll be, I'll get there eventually, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, I would be happy. I missed your. Sh- I think you played um, for the Red Bridge Fest last year. I couldn't be there, and prior that was amazing. Yeah, I couldn't be there that night. I was disappointed. But prior to that, you know, when pandemic uh, arrived here, the first show that was canceled that I was super sad was uh, Strung Out and Dead by Stereo tour. <laughs> yep, that was our 30-year anniversary. Yeah, I was so sad and couldn't make it. Like, it was canceled. So I would be happy to see you play with uh, with Hall, too. Could be great. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to see you there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're collaborating with uh, Liars Club Records for this album. Yeah, yeah. Amigo the Devil, yeah. Yeah, it, the, pro, uh, the other album was with them, too. Am I right? No. Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. So. Have you heard Amigo the Devil yet? Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. He's uh, he. It's his label. He's the the biggest act on the label. And you love lyrics. Check out Amigo the Devil. And hmm. uh, since you're a lyric fan, yeah, um, you're gonna lose your shit over this guy. <laughs> nice. All right. And uh, did you work on the artwork? Since you're an artist, you're a visual artist. Yeah. You did the artwork I'm for sorry. the album. Yeah, I, I did a. I just did a a, a, a painting for each song. Hmm. That's crazy. So I'm gonna have a, a record release art show um, April 1st in LA. Hmm. Ah, cool. All right. I have some questions from from the listeners. Uh, you, it's fun because you just mentioned that uh, all the guys are dads, and this guy is named Ryan, and he remembered a podcast episode you were on. Uh, you were a guest called the Rad Dad. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he wanted to know if you had uh, another kid since then because it was I think uh, like six seven years ago, and he saw the song the title um, "Firstborn Son" and he wondered if it if it was because you had a son or, or another kid or. <laughs> no, no, that song had nothing to do with yeah, that. Yeah, I did have a new, I had another daughter. Ooh. Are you having a beer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it's happy <laughs> hour. It's a very nice. Um, Quebec microbrewery called Le Trou du Diable. Yeah, it's uh, great. It's happy hour. Yeah, no, I I, I just had a daughter. Um, She's three months old. Oh, okay. And I have two daughters now. And Uh, uh, yeah, no apologies is about my first daughter. Yeah, so yeah, you remembered you uh, featuring uh, this podcast. Okay, I love this question. Uh, What one piece of advice would you give to 21 years old you? Maybe I could say when you started Strang Al, you were like not even 20. You were super young. 17. Wow. So what what advice would you give yourself at that age? I would have saved more money. I would have tried to uh, (laughs) save more money. And uh, um, yeah, probably that. I I probably wasted a lot of money doing just like doing stupid shit. Um, Yeah, that's about it. You know, Mm. Um, probably not would have got involved with some of the uh, females I got involved with. But you live and learn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh okay uh just a second i lost my page okay yeah it's a good good advice for sure yeah and also for me i think i would say stop overthinking and um just do the things you want to do and stop just thinking you you can't do it that's what i would say, tell myself Another question that I really like. Uh, are you sad to see NoFX calling it quits? Uh, I think the listeners want to be reassured that Strung Al will still <laughs> play for, for a long time. Um, I, you know, Strung Al is still pretty creative. I think we're more creative now than we've ever been. Oh, and nice. I think when we're not creative anymore, then we're done. You know, I, 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 if you have, some, like I said earlier, if you still have something to offer, you should keep doing it, you know? Um, maybe no effects didn't have anything to offer anymore. I don't know. I can't speak for them, mm-hmm. but they've been doing it a long time and they've given us so much oh, yeah. that, um, you know, who knows? I don't know. You know, every band has to think about that moment. Like, do we keep going on? Do we look yeah. stupid up there? Like, are we repeating ourselves, you know? And I think once you start repeating yourself, you should like maybe 
you know, I don't know. Yeah, you should listen. It's, it's to different it. for everybody. Yeah. But uh, no effects has given us a lot. And instead of being sad, I think people should remember to celebrate the fact that for everything that they've given us, especially Fat Mike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not only with NoFX, but with Fat Records and with tons of other projects. So. Everything. He's, he's been such a, a, a staple of, of, of our scene and supporting, you know, and just being a figurehead that uh, it, it should, his impact cannot be overstated. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but I, I think people will be happy to see that you're working on a new, on a new album. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be pissed too. It's going to be what? What did you say? P pissed. Oh, yeah. Oh, pissed yeah. Off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. So you are, oh, you're, you're pissed and you're gonna, <laughs> you're writing pissed songs. I like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're so punk. You're so punk. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I, I tell this story a lot, but some, uh, once a guy told me that I, I'm not a real punk because I'm smiling too much. <laughs> Cause you're what? Cause I'm smiling too oh, much. Oh Jesus I'm, Christ. I That's the most punk. <laughs> That's the most punk to smile. Oh yeah, the world sucks. That smile and just like you got to have a sense of humor and you got to smile. Can I be happy a little if the yeah. if if the world sucks? Um, okay, so a lot of people ask me these questions. Uh, was there like a musical switch at Exile in Oblivion? In Oblivion. A musical like, switch. Yeah, like uh, we we feel like it it became super more aggressive and you know more technical with some I don't know metal influences. So was yeah, it? I think uh, I think um, I think the guys were just exploring their sh their shredding their shredding ability to shred, and then uh, yeah, yeah, that's all. I think every, everyone just started getting a little bit better at their instrument. And then exploring, you know, mm -hmm. and then uh, we every every I like to think every record you learn a few things, mm -hmm. maybe tone it down a little bit, bring it up a little bit. But I hope every record there's a little bit of a shift. I hope so. Yeah, because otherwise you'd just be doing the same shit, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, but I I I remember when the album was released, I listened to it, and I was like, whoa, and then yeah. <laughs> But I was already a fan of older albums, but I, I felt like something changed and it was amazing. Uh, and there was a lot of that, that, that time when that record came out, there was a lot of uh, post-hardcore music coming out. You know, things were really heavy at that time. So I think yeah. it just, the bands we were touring with, you know, and the, we, what we were surrounded by kind of rubbed off on us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what what song, uh, what strung out song do you resonate the most with the lyrics? With the lyrics? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you feel it. In you know, I like Daggers a lot on the new record. Mm -hmm. I like the songs where, uh, that are kind of, uh, I don't really know what they're about. And then they kind of a prophetic in a way. And oh. I feel like daggers is prophetic in a way with the, with a division in this country and the division in, in everybody's hearts and the division in our culture and um, how people are so divided right now. And I think oh, yeah. I wrote that song before the pandemic and it, it rings truer now than it ever has. Oh, really? Um, oh, wow. Sorry. I'm looking at so, other question. Nice. Oh yeah. Prophetic. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Today I was, <laughs> I have a, Ants, you know, insects in my apartment. And I was like, oh no! So instead of seeing uh, <laughs> rats in the wall, I was like, ants in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I can't help you with ants. Yeah, I don't know how you get rid of ants. No, me neither, and I hate to kill them. So, but it was my—I don't know why. You I was... gotta redirect them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot of people tell me that. They named like all the albums saying that they those albums changed their life and they they named almost all of them like suburb suburban teenage twisted by design etc so I think it's fun that that all listeners as like it's not all the same album that changed their life right. like it's very di diversified <laughs> Yeah that's actually great. pretty cool I'm stoked on that Yeah 
Yeah, definitely. Cool. I'll just check if I forgot some questions. No, I think I think that's it. Thank you so much. It was a, a nice chat. Thank you so much for your time. I, I honestly, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I think you don't do podcast interviews a lot, right? Uh, no, I don't. Well, I feel like I've seen yours and yours are pretty cool. So thank you for having oh, me. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was because I love to research about my guests while listening to other podcasts and I didn't find a lot with you. So I was like, oh, <laughs> you know what? And you, 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 you come off to me like you really care, like you oh, care yeah, about sure. music. Oh, yeah. And I like that. Oh, makes me happy to hear that. Well, I hope you will meet again eventually, either with Strung Out or The Hall. And yeah, it was really fun. Thank you very much. I, I look forward to coming back. Yeah, yeah. And the listener, I will put the in the show notes all the information about pre-ordering the the album, the whole, and maybe maybe that, we could that, that's we, awesome. we could speak again when um, the new Strung Out album will be released. And let's talk. do it. And now uh, we could talk lyrics. We could. We will talk about all the lyrics. <laughs> Thank the, you. The new Strung Out album is called Dead Rebellion, by the way. Oh, nice. How many songs on it? Uh, there'll probably be 12 or 13. Hmm. Yeah, and when can we ex expect it? Is it too fall. much details? Oh, fall. Okay, good. I'm excited. All right. Yeah, you're very, very active, very creative. You release album in a consistent way. That's what, that's great. That's what we do. Yeah, good. Have a great night. Thank you so much. You too. merch as much as I do, I strongly repunkment you the website epicmerchstore.com They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Krang, Straight Line, Polly, Randy and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Sly tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. <laughs> 
that's it for episode 97 my friends thank you so 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 much for listening and to spend some times with me today stay tuned because next week my guest is Lindsay McDougall of the legendary Australian band Friends of Romb this guy is super smart and also very hilarious it was a really fun conversation I want to say thank you to our sponsors Epic Merch Store also Iodine Recordings I want to say thank you to Scott Alquist from 10 Football for editing and co-producing this episode with me thank you to Caroline Morin for the beautiful visual you can see on social media thank you to Jean-Philippe Alain for the theme song of this podcast I can't wait to be back next week but until then you can give me 5 stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify you can share this episode in your stories and tag me Punk Rocket on Instagram and Facebook. You can also subscribe to my Patreon page if you want to help me financially to pay all the fees regarding to hosting this show. See you next week, but until then, punk your life!